You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I feel like who art ed. Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. Welcome to Who Arted, weekly art history for all ages. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at Jean-Henri Fregonard's most famous painting, The Swing. Before I get started talking about this work, I just want to take a moment to remind everyone to check the links in the show notes because voting for round one of Arts Madness begins Monday, February 26th. It's been really validating for me to see this tournament get bigger every year, and it's exciting to see that already I have teachers participating with their classes in several states across the U.S., and it looks like some coming in from Canada as well. I'd love to see how far this thing has spread, so please, if you are participating from outside the U.S., mention what country you're listening from when you fill out the prediction for a chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card. Also, if any fellow teachers participating with their classes want to be my guest and talk about a favorite artist on a future episode, email me at whoartedpodcast at gmail.com. One of my favorite parts of doing this show has been getting to connect with people and learn from their insights as they share artists they love. Now, on to the actual topic for today, Fragonard's painting of The Swing. This is one of those rare pieces that feels so immediately accessible, it's begun to make a leap from the museum gallery wall to pop culture. Early in the immensely popular Disney movie Frozen, the character of Anna jumps up in front of the painting to mimic the expression of the woman on the swing. The moment was part of a song, setting the tone as Anna felt excited and anxious at the prospect of meeting new people, perhaps even a love interest. As she sang and danced, the casual viewer would take her pose before the painting as a sign of her lighthearted and joyous mood. Of course, from the start, Disney has been interested in creating animations with depth and a range of emotions. Their team consists of skilled and clever artists, and I don't think it's an accident that Anna posed in front of this specific work, as it worked to foreshadow a male suitor with, shall we say, less than noble intentions. While it looks light and fun at first glance, the swing is like an onion. The more you dig into it, the more uncomfortable it can become. 
Let's start with the surface. The swing is a relatively small painting, just about two feet wide and just under three feet tall. Not exactly tiny, but this was a turning point for Fragonard's career. Before this, he had been making grand historical paintings, but he had found that it was more lucrative taking private commissions. These smaller works would be kept in private cabinets to be viewed only by the owner and close friends that he wished to show it to. The swing was actually offered to another artist by the name of Doyen, but he turned it down because the idea behind the work was just a little too sleazy for him. I'm not going to get too deep into the muck on this one, but when the painting was created in 1767, riding on a swing was considered to be a bit boundary-pushing as layers of fabric would move freely in the breeze and a gentleman like the weird guy hiding in the bushes in the bottom left corner might glimpse a lady's ankle. And that guy down in the bottom corner was actually the one who commissioned the piece. But looking at this painting, all our attention goes to the woman on the swing. This is partly because her bright coral-colored dress provides a contrast from the lush greens of the garden surrounding her. She appears to be the focal point for everyone in the painting as well. The guy in the bottom left corner of the painting and the man standing in the shadows behind her pulling the rope to move the swing, both of them smile as they look at her laying back, kicking off her shoe midair with reckless abandon. Even the statues seem to be looking at her. The Cupid statue on the left side of the composition was based on an actual sculpture created by Etienne Maurice Falconet in 1755 for King Louis XV's former mistress, Madame de Pompadour. Cupid, of course, would be a sign of love, and this Cupid is turned toward the woman on the swing with his finger up to his lips in a shushing motion, as though to imply that this naughty diversion will be kept their little secret. In fact, the setting of the painting is a walled garden. These types of spaces were common in wealthy aristocrats' country estates where they would go to let loose a little bit. Here we see the woman enjoying her time at play on the swing. The light coming down from the top left is like a spotlight shining on her as the two gentlemen remain in the shadows. The tree branches, the lighting, her pose all create diagonals that make the composition more active and dynamic. To me, all of this just feels like the perfect painting as an example of the Rococo movement, maintaining the high drama and ornate detail of the Baroque, but more sort of frivolous and self-indulgent. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.